Welcome to the Hotel News Now Podcast Network. HNN's Sean McCracken sat down with co-stars Emmy Heist to discuss what they've heard at the 2024 America's Lodging Investment Summit in Los Angeles. Hi everyone, I'm Emmy Heiss, Senior Director of Hospitality Analytics with CoStar. I'm here with Sean McCracken uh, from Hotel News Now. I'm here to interview him about what's going on, Alice. Is that what's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> so, Emmy, what, what's, what's your takeaway from the last couple of busy days? What, do you, what are you really feeling after Alice? You know, I feel like the uncertainty factor is gone. And I yeah. feel like everyone, it's more matter of fact. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. I wouldn't say it's overly optimistic. I wouldn't say it's pessimistic. It's just, it is what it is. And we're accepting this normal to new normal phase. Yeah. I mean, I think I've heard a lot of people say similar things. Like it's, it's not that it's the way it used to be, but you can kind of expect things to be stable. Yeah. Like you have an idea what's going to happen this year, as opposed to the last few years where you're just kind of throwing darts in the yeah. wall. And I think that the things that people are uncertain about, they're okay with because they know what they have to wait for. So, like, you know, they know that transactions are down and they know why transactions are Mm -hmm. down. And I think people are no longer like, oh, we're waiting for the flood. We're, you know, I I think that everyone's actually um, pretty just in a good spot and logical. (laughs) Like, Hey, let's see what happens. And they're kind of off, like, done with, like, the leisure sugar high, too. Where, like, in 21 and 22, it was so, there was such a huge boom. Mm-hmm. And hoteliers in that period were constantly saying, like, well, why wouldn't it be like this forever? We have literally no reason to believe that it's not always going to be amazing and huge. And they kind of got mm-hmm. a dose of cold water on that idea last year. So they're all a little bit more realistic this year than they have been. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the big questions, like, I used to always get asked, what's going on with corporate travel, business transit? Like, no one's really, I think I got asked that maybe once, but I think yeah. people are kind of like, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest question that people are asking is inbound international return. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the Americans went abroad last summer. Yeah. What's going to happen this summer? Are they going to continue to go abroad or are they going to normalize and come? Yeah. You know, but I, I just think we're at this like normal period of like, all right. And I think the biggest think that operators or people are, are worried about they're okay with top line stuff they're worried about expenses yeah which is the same stuff we were talking about in 2019 right yeah. like yeah. labor shortages and expense creep like that those are normal things that, that hoteliers worry about i've had so many people about the europe thing though like so many people and it feels like everybody thinks like well maybe that was just like a one-year thing and even if it's not like it can't be as huge of a thing going forward right yeah i don't think so like i think that again maybe it was like the international revenge and it was cheaper to go it was pent-up demand yeah Yeah. and it was cheaper and it's not cheaper now and i feel like i don't know like your circle of friends but the standard i guess and it's like kind of like okay we do an international trip maybe every other year maybe Mm -hmm. two years i don't know it's not like a we're going to italy every summer type of situation um that's not the average american family for sure right exactly so 
yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. I th- I do think that inbound, I agree that it's going to trickle in slower. It's still getting better, but um, listening to like Ox- Oxford Economics on, you know, the different forecasts internationally, like they're a lot, their forecasts for GDP growth and consumer spending are all less favorable than the U.S. So I think that's why they slowed their projection of them fully coming back. That said, like, it's still going to be better than last year, but yeah. it's not going to be fully back. Were you in, were you sitting in on the session when, where they were talking about global travel, the, like, CEO session for that? Um, I think, so. was that where they were talking about how they need to make it easier with visas and to get it yeah, in and the length of, of time and they really, like, need to make u.s more attractive again as yeah. a tourism destination so the the america's ceo from ihg mentioned i know we're talking about travel to europe and that's one thing and it is getting more expensive but um he mentioned how how expensive it is to fly to china right now since airlift is still like at a third of capacity from pre-pandemic this is third like thirty thousand dollars to fly like coach to China right now. Are you serious? Like, that's insane, right? That is insane. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, if you're going to China, you really have to go to China, right? But, I mean, yeah. it's hard to. And, like we, you said, with visas, like, it's hard to get in and out of China. Like, there's so many things that are still not normal. And that's mm-hmm. when you look at Asia Pacific, like, that underlines that a lot. But it seems like the Western hemisphere is getting to a much more normal place than we have been recently. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. But, and I agree. I, I do think it's something to consider to make it easier to come here because we're talking yeah. about the next generation and how, you know, they're more about experiences yeah. and not like, you know, the fancy new car and material things. But that generation is also like, this is too complicated. I'm not doing like the patience yeah. of having to wait and do things I don't think is there either. So I think it mm-hmm. I think it is something to consider. Yeah. And obviously we need the brand USA investments, like give people a reason to want to come to the US. Right. Like that's always going to be a thing. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you, you would hope and think that eventually that would normalize in the same way as all other demand patterns. The idea that we're getting we're losing share over the arc of time is somewhat concerning, but I don't know though because um, when you know STR did a slide, I think Chris Clada did um, where she did the U.S. total demand ratio to global demand ratio, yeah. and it's really just getting back to normal. It was like twenty seven percent U.S. demand, and mm-hmm. but I guess that's not international inbound to your point, but mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're saying. But that's a that's a concern in every country all the time. If you look that you're losing international travel demand share, like you need to do something yeah. about it. But absolutely. So, um, any other interesting tidbits you've picked up over a couple of days here? Anybody talking about weird things happening? <laughs> weird things happening. Um, no, but what I would say that I appreciated is, you know, they always talk about diversity at all these conferences and all the programs they're rolling out and Mm -hmm. which is great. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm like, cool, you say this every year. Yeah. But what I appreciated this year is a lot more people came to the stage with actual statistics. This is Mm -hmm. the percentage of female GMs we have at our company. This is our diversity ratio. This is what we do. Like there was more... I guess, muscle behind it versus just talking to talk. And yeah. so I appreciated that. I think that there's like, um, if you're an optimist about that sort of thing, 
Like they're you say like they always talk about it. They didn't always talk about it. Like mm-hmm. there was a long period where it was like pulling teeth to get people on that stage to talk about any diversity issues. So we went from the period where they would just ignore it mm-hmm. to now like we went to a period where we got at least got lip service for it and that turned into maybe people are taking actions and quantifying it so mm-hmm. that's a that's that's that improvement that over is, time that is an improvement yeah and i guess i when still I not say, where you want it to be <laughs> and i guess what i would say is i guess i'm thinking like the last i don't know maybe three years yes i feel like i've been every it's been on the stage and there's a lot more women and mm-hmm, diversity definitely. on the stage and i we as a woman, I noticed that, and yeah. so I which think is the result of people making a really uh, like concerted, focused effort to make that happen. Which yeah. like it didn't just happen by accident. So there's some people across the industry who deserve some really kudos for you know starting with Peggy Bird, and then mm-hmm. um, like a, a lot of people put a lot of effort into putting that in front and center. Yeah, and I've just noticed from like the women I met, they're very inclusive and like hey have you met this person here come over here let's chat and you know um i i think that goes a long way after a while just the networking and making sure everyone knows each other and the inclusion Mm -hmm. i would say but for sure yeah i feel it i feel it getting better every year i Mm -hmm. really do so have you heard much talk about choice and wyndham i'm I'm almost surprised how little time it's gotten on the main stages but it there has obviously been people just chattering around the conference hallway about it. I mean, I feel like the little nod I got on the stage was just like, this is, you know, a focus of mm-hmm. what we're looking at this year. And I yeah. think it'd be a great, you know, kind of like plug for it. Yeah. But that was what, like a 15 second Yeah, plug. that was Pat Pace just saying, I think yeah. it would be a good idea. And obviously, if somebody's going to say it's a good idea, it's him. It's going to be him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I haven't really heard, uh, no, much chatter about it. And I'm trying yeah. to ask people, I'm like, all right, are there a lot of deals? Are you, you know, is it a successful conference? And I feel like the resounding answer I get is like, I have a lot of meetings. Yeah. Is, you know, it's a lot of networking. So mm-hmm. either they're holding the cards close to the vest because they don't want to share the diamond in the rough deal that they yeah. found. Um, but almost you think that there has to be more right like because it's not like interest rates are going to go up further so we all know what we're dealing with mm-hmm. like there's not that uncertainty level that kind of killed the deals market before and yeah. it's not like you can't do a deal at eight percent or whatever you know like it's not like that's gonna be like toxic for forever yeah i'm sure it's hard as a seller where they're not gonna be able to sell it for as much as they would like to yeah. because of you know the valuations with the debt where it is but also i think as a buyer you're looking for that value add opportunity like oh here's the noi i can get it to here and then sell it even higher sorry i'm using my hands of no it's fine (laughs) uh, but sell it for even more money in five years and that's you know where you make your money Mm -hmm. but like banks aren't lending on the dream they're lending on the actual and so yeah. that's what's i think kind of hard to sell the dream and get deals to pencil is you are getting a loan for how the hotel is performing today not what a return might be yeah but the banking environment's not going to be the way it has been last year forever right i mean we had a we had a historic banking crisis mm-hmm. not even a full year ago like that can't be the thing that like 
things are going to normalize somewhat, you would think, but it's an election year. Who knows? People might just wait on seeing what the regulatory environment will be. But Well, and I think they're kind of – there's all these extensions, I think, of loans. Yeah. Because they don't want special servicing. They don't yeah. want to, like – I mean, sometimes you just have to, you know, take it back. Um, but that's with – office they said they're worried about multifamily happening to hotels they don't seem as concerned about but if you're extending current loans that doesn't give you as much funding for new ones if you're not yeah so i don't know there's but there's all this private equity money too that they they can operate as lenders almost and like it just feels like there's some the dam is going to burst one way or the other maybe that's not the right metaphor because it's not going to be that massive all at once but i know there's going to be something that moves right <laughs> i mean like, i think that trades are going to happen yeah. i don't think it's going to be this explosion though um who's to say i might be wrong but i thought it was really interesting you were at the lodging investment council small meeting Mm-hmm. And it was like what the question was, you know, when are value or when is transactions going to be at like a peak volume again in the yeah. cycle? And it ranged from, I think someone said one, one maybe one person said twenty twenty five, but it ranged yeah. all the way to twenty thirty. Like, <laughs> yeah, weirdly, I don't think twenty twenty five is a very optimistic point of view though, because I would assume that 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 cycle <clears throat> crashed pretty quickly. Which, I mean, yeah. who knows? But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see i and you know kind of to your point like not even on the transaction side but obviously the pipeline and development is slowing yeah and i went to the development panel which was awesome by the way rachel Humphrey's like a great moderator yeah. and i love well we everyone. talk about people who deserve credit for getting women speakers on stages like she's number one on that list yeah <laughs> she was amazing and just made it such an engaging panel um but it was a development panel, but it was more talking about conversions because yeah. that's just, but again, it's like not people being upset or pessimistic. It's just like, that's this what is you a phase So yeah. conversions are what we're doing right now or renovating the properties we do have to make them successful because that's, that's what we can do. Well, I mean, the only people who can do like up from the ground development right now are people who are sitting on a ton of cash, which there are mm-hmm. some people out there or people who are willing to borrow at, super high from like specialized lenders you know like so there's only so much of that capital out there and it's very expensive so it has to be very unique to it's just get hard. those done because i mean I, I mean for like what the past year maybe in two years it's like oh there's so much dry powder there's so mm. much capital there's so much but it was still a not great transaction year just because yeah. there's money doesn't mean people are going to use it yeah until they see the return a, a healthy return on it i mean eventually they they have to use it though right like uh, we'd say that but like Does these funds sense? don't get raised to just sit there and do nothing you know like, yeah yeah no it's true and i'm sure there's a timeline and like everything like that so i don't i'll just say like there's so maybe there is more uncertainty than we realize but again yeah. i think people are comfortable with that yeah i mean that's the thing though if it's not it's not 2019 it's not 2018 but it there is a sense that this is not a crazy year business will happen i mean the noble folks just closed a billion dollar fund like they're gonna do something with mm-hmm. bill a billion dollars like stuff's gonna happen right. you know like yeah so i wonder if it's gonna kind of like um i don't know you know how uh 
back to normal where things sell as big portfolio bundles. Yeah. So you get some good hotels in it, but it's a way to offload the maybe not good performing hotels too. And people buy it to get like those few good hotels and then they'll eventually like, I wonder if that's going to be the strategy. Well, I don't think KSL hasn't sold anything off from the Hership portfolio. I don't think, but that would be, I think that's too new though. I think it takes like a year or two to like kind of, you've got to digest it. You got to get into the books. You got to figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And that's not even like, they bought Hersha and they kept, I believe the Shaws are still attached in some yeah. form or fashion. So it's yeah. not like that's just like we bought the hotels and now we're going to pick them apart. Yeah. But that is the type of thing. Like it's a $1.4 billion deal last year. Like maybe something else like that. And with all these REITs sitting out there, like there's a lot of them that are not that expensive right now. Yeah. I mean, you look at, um, you look at Braemar and their stock price right now. And then you look at what's in their portfolio and you're like, that's a, that's an opportunity like yeah. you know like it's pretty wild like what's sitting out there in the read space and is selling for like pennies on the dollar on the market like it's it's wild well it's gonna be and yeah i think that there's gonna be a mix of deals again you know mm-hmm. there's gonna be those kind of discounted get it off my books type of deals mm-hmm. um but i still think we're gonna see yeah. some of those like crazy pricing because again to your point if they need to spend the fund and they need to park money somewhere. Yeah. Like that's probably the wrong way to appraise it, but you get the gist. I mean, we'll get the mix of it, right? Like we'll get like little things come through. And I mean, even last year it was so far down. We still had the Hersha deal. Mm-hmm. We still had the diplomat deal that came in at what, like $800 million. That one, the, the um, deal, the Alice deal of the year. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Hersha won a, uh, M&A is a de- year yeah, two. That's the thing. They stand out so much. Of course they won. <laughs> I know. I was like, how does it, I don't know if anyone else can compete with that yeah. one. It's I, funny when they list out the nominees and it'll be like, this sold for like $75 million or whatever. And I was like, this sold. Or no, it was um, the nominees for M&A included like Marriott buying City Express, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, that's a cool deal. It's meaningful for them. They can grow in. Um, in Mexico now, they spent a hundred million dollars on it, and then mm-hmm. it's like, then it comes in with like, yeah, KSL spent a billion and a half. He's <laughs> like, know. okay, I think that one's gonna win. Well, I mean, that kind of <laughs> happened. I feel like with the development of the year two with the Fountain Blue, and it was like a you know three point five billion. I yeah. think that's the development, and then the other ones were like five hundred million. <laughs> like, well, maybe that's the difference this year. Yeah. Maybe it's not like the floodgates open Mm -hmm. but maybe it's instead of one of those this year we get two of them you know yeah in each of those categories we get a couple of big things instead of the one you can point to and it's like that was the one thing that happened this year i have talked to a couple bankers though that are like yeah we're optimistic for when rates fall even just a little bit yeah that things are gonna gonna happen well Um, and they'll have some a little bit more certainty in general and it's their like it's their job to lend money like they've got to they got to place money like they got to do deals like everybody else eventually yeah yeah assuming the world doesn't come crashing down let's hope well thank you everybody for listening this is um emmy heist from co-star and shama kraken from hotel news now reporting to you from the america's lodging investment summit 2024 here in los angeles we're both very tired and I think we're done for the day. Very good, Emmy. Yes. All right. Well, goodbye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Devon Reed. I'm Omari Head. And I'm Chris Henry. We're the hosts of the Next Gen and Lodging podcast on the Hotel News Now podcast network. It's a monthly show in which we interview a new generation of hoteliers to get their insights into a variety of disciplines and topics from finance to food and beverage and hotel operations. Listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on January 23rd, 2024 and edited by Trevor Simpson. Go to hotelnewsnow.com for the latest industry news every day.